Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues take on the Flyers tonight. Then another Eastern Conference squad, the Rangers in town. Vladimir Tarasenko is back on Thursday night as the Blues take on New York. And we go to the celebrity line right now. And our friend Darren Pang, Blues analyst on Bally Sports, joins us here on 101 ESPN. Panger, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm doing good, buddy. I'm I'm fighting a little bit of a throat issue here. So hopefully I can manage to get through this. Well, the most important thing is to be able to get through the game tonight. Yeah, that well, that is exactly right. Three games and three nights for me, so hopefully I can handle that and and also watch uh, uh, Masters on the Range live right now. I love that. that. The Golf Channel yeah. is something that I'm addicted to. Okay, Scheffler mm. is the favorite. Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy is at plus seven fifty. Rom is at plus nine fifty. Then Spieth, Cantley, and Thomas. Who is Darren Pang's pick to win the 2023 Masters tournament? Yeah, I've got Scheffler in mind. Um, I'm in a pool that you you um, can only pick uh, you can only pick the same guy if he wins um, the the major that you're in. So um, last week the Players Championship is part of our majors, so he won. So I was able to at least slide him back in in play again. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, I think I got a guy that I think might be a uh, maybe Shane Lowry. Like a long shot, like not a you know not the obvious guy. So I like Shane Lowry a lot. That's a good call. I got Scheffler, McElroy, Spieth, and Lowry in mind. So hopefully they uh, they come up big. I'm, I'm I'm actually curious as to how the the live guys are going to do. You know, I'm curious as to you know DJ is. I mean, he plays well there all the time. He loves playing at the Masters. But man, they've only been playing three rounds with no cut. There's been really no pressure on them. So I don't know how they're going to be there. That that'd be an interesting bet to see which uh, which live player. Um, can handle the four rounds and the pressure of Augusta. I'm going to take Kepka. No. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he, he never played anyway. He never practiced when he was really good. He never did. He, he, he's If there's one guy that cannot play and then come and play great for four rounds, it's Kepka. Wow. He had those frosty tips in the full swing documentary on Netflix. I, yeah. I, I still can't get over that, so I can't pick him. <laughs> Panger, do you think the live guys and the PGA guys is going to be a little uh, a confrontation or a little little disagreement there at some point? I don't know. I, I was watching yesterday, and, and, you know, I think a lot of them were, were happy to see some of their friends, you yeah. know. I mean, I think the guys that, that aren't friends will never be friends. Right. But, but I think the guys that, you know, I, you know, I could see the smile on their face when they saw, you know, DJ. And I think it seemed like, like Cam Smith is a guy that guys like. And, and uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, that's how I feel. I don't think they're going to 
phony it up. You know what I mean, uh, Carrie? That you know, uh, pl- pl- play it all good to the camera if if you don't really like the guy. Yeah. So there are some guys that have a little bit of an edge that went there. That quite frankly, I'm a fan of the PGA, and I could care less if some of them went over there to the Live Tour. I, I didn't like watching them when they were on the PGA Tour. So <laughs> I kind of feel the same way now. It's like I don't, I don't. Like want to watch Patrick Reed play? I was, was going to say Peggers <laughs> looking at you, Patrick Reed. I was going to say that. Yeah, uh, and same with Bryson. I, I, I just, I don't know. There's just little things that they did in the game that didn't seem honorable to me, and uh, and so I'm not big fans. Well, I guess I'll, I'll be the one that brings up uh, the Blues, <laughs> Panger. Uh, the Blues getting eliminated. Of course, you you hate to see that. We knew that it was coming. But yeah. really, when you look in the grand scheme of things, they really haven't missed the playoffs that much in their franchise history. No, they have not. I, I tell you what, as, as broadcasters and fans, we have been very, very fortunate. And I, I think I'm ending my 14th year here. And in the 14 years, I truly believe that there are – probably four different windows of winning. That's pretty amazing to me. And if not for that big series against L.A., um, Chicago was a dominant team, you know, and then, and then the Blues end up, you know, they, they win it. But, man, it's been, we've, been, we've been lucky. Now it's, now it's about, you know, restructuring this um, very quickly and taking advantage of the fact that there's still a lot of players on long-term deals that, uh, that are still in the primes of their careers. So, uh yeah, so but you're right, Brooke. We've been very we've been very fortunate, all of us. And and yeah, I'll tell you what. Another thing, I need a shout out to the fans because you know every single night this year, when the Blues have played very inconsistently and sometimes very poorly on home ice, given up over three goals a period in some instances, these fans have been there. They're they're just they're phenomenal, and uh, they deserve a. A big uh, round of applause for me because uh, that's what's made this season such an exceptional season is the fans. Panger, when you look at the last two games, you get a 6-1 loss uh, against the Predators, and then you have a 4-3 loss in overtime to the Bruins. <clears throat> that game against the Bruins probably gives you some confidence knowing how good they are, but that loss against the Predators, is it was a really bad loss. And, and So how do you decipher which team this is going into the future? Well, a, a noon game um, in Nashville I don't think is – uh, real indicative of, of how you you know wh- where where you are. Um, I got to tell you that's that's a that's a dangerous game. <laughs> you, that was a tough game for the broadcasters, um, let alone the players. Every time I looked on the ice and I thought these guys have got to give it a little bit more, I'm thinking to myself, man. But you know I, you know it knows it made me happy to to hear it. Um, you know when you're doing these games, you're, you're just it's just so frustrating to watch. And, and then, you know, we had that situation at the end of the first period that we caught on Valley Sports Midwest that, you know, with, with Chief leaning right into Jordan Cairo. Cairo had a really poor first period. I mean, he wasn't ready for pucks. He was, you know, he turned pucks over. And I'm not going to individualize one player um, because it was, a, it was a group of players that weren't ready. But he's a guy in a game like that that when you're on the power play, I mean, you've got to be ready for pucks. It's a power play. And so then there was that. And then, you know, I thought maybe there'd be a spark after that. So it was, it was good on, on Jordan and on the team, the way they came back and responded against the, uh, you know, against Boston. And, and before I forget, I want to throw something out there. Were you guys watching the Boston game? Because there's a lot of sports going on. Yes. But, so, it was, you know, we were on, we were on TNT uh, that afternoon. And, 
And uh, the first shift, I, I see Braden Shen go right over to Trent Frederick, you know, and he had, I know what he was saying, Let you know, he wanted to go. It wasn't until after the game that I found out, okay, what exactly sparked that? And Braden Shen's future brother-in-law, Lane Peterson, uh, is playing in the in the NHL, and he ended up uh, getting one punched by Trent Frederick recently. So the, those Shen boys, they protect their own. I love it. <laughs> they protect their own, and uh, and so if I'm not mistaken, I, I think Boston's playing Toronto tonight, or did they play last night? Anyway, they. Uh, they, they, that means Luke Shen would have had another chance at him. Oh. Anyway, so there's a lot of stories in the game of hockey that that I love to hear afterwards because it's a uh, it's about family, and that's what it was for for Braden Shen, who had a heck of a game that afternoon. Almost lost a finger, almost lost an eye, and almost lost the tip of his nose. Besides that, he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Panger, by the way, that's a Thursday night game. One more thing, and I promised everybody yesterday that I would ask you this because we have a tendency, and we haven't played the sport, but we have a tendency to get down on the individuals. But I look back to Detroit and the left-wing lock and the neutral zone trap that Jersey ran, and I know those have been outlawed with the elimination of the red line. But my question is, schematically, could you take this group of players and have a... And this is everybody, not just a defenseman, but everybody. Could this group of players be good enough to be a playoff team defensively? Well, it, I don't. I, I believe that any team could be good enough in in a system in which it is mandatory, non-negotiable. That that yes, that you could defend. You sh- I mean, that's that's the bottom line. That's that's the LA Kings last year probably should not have been a playoff team. Nobody had them as a playoff team. They really had a system through the neutral zone that was a, a bit of a lock. It was, a, but, but it was more of a one-three-one, and when they were playing three games in four nights, they could always go back to this system and defend. And so that that's part of it. The Washington Capitals utilize the same um, neutral zone system um, in your own zone. That's about the will of the players to want to stop, to start, uh, to to check hard, to defend hard, to block shots hard. So yeah, there's. I, I think you can. You can pound that into any team and, and, and make them and, and, and make them defend. So it's a good question and and I believe the answer is is, is yes. Now the other the part that I don't know, I mean, we have some new players here. I mean can they you know, do they know how to do that? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I, I think the core players of the St. Louis Blues fully know how to defend and, and could be and could be that kind of team. Banger, have some hot tea today, and we will be tuned in tonight for the Blues and the Flyers. Okay, let's let's go now. Let's watch the Masters then. Okay, Love it. thank okay. you, brother. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care, Darren Pang, Blues analyst on Bally Sports, with us as he is every Tuesday morning.